So have you ever asked yourself when you exist? Meaning at any given point where we hear a question like this, we can look around us. We have sight. Not everybody has sight. Those people can uh, can see what, can think about what they hear or what they believe to be the case at the moment. But we do have sight. We can look around and we can say, I'm uh, in my car driving or I'm in at home or I'm uh, at the store or otherwise I'm at this street corner. Come pick me up. I'm at the top of uh, uh, the Empire State Building. I'm at I'm at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. If we can get down there, I'm, at, I'm in this country. I'm in that country. I'm here and there. So we can always an- answer that. But what about without the question? What about period? When when do we exist? And then we see if we begin to think about, <clears throat> excuse me, this question, it's really tricky. And uh, there doesn't seem to be a way that, uh, an easy way at least that this speaker is aware of to answer that question. Why? Because it seems that the question of time applies to the contents of sense perception, meaning it applies to the scenes that we find ourselves in. Right? Because, of course, we can reduce things and, and, and say that uh, the real reality around me consists out of the beams of light and the sound vibrations and, and all kinds of things. And that can be at a certain level that can we can certainly make it say such a thing. Uh, but um, the fact is that the way that reality comes across to us generally is as, as episodes, as scenes, just like from a movie. Just like when we're asleep in a dream, we have a we dream we're going somewhere, we're doing something. This it's the same thing. During waking time, there's an episode, there's a scene where we are going to work. The morning commute. Then there's the couple of scenes at work, doing my job, coming back from work. There's the scene of a of a Saturday, the Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, sunny. Right? These are all concepts. It will be very difficult to to figure out how we can demonstrate, for example, that it's a Saturday afternoon. Or that it's the, a given year or a given month uh, with a microscope or with a telescope or with an equation or something like this. These are realities that we uh, c- conceive of and they're true. And as much as we conceive of them, that no problem. But that would seem to be how they exist and, and they can perhaps be out there. For example, we can play around with time. We can, instead of uh, most people visualize, it seems that uh, they're at the end, kind of at, at the end of history. Right? I mean, all of history is behind me. And I'm at the end. But we can also just as easily flip that around and say, I'm at the beginning of history. I'm in the earliest uh, ages of all the uh, earliest age of all the ages yet to come, right? At the dawn of history, uh, <laughs> right? And we, we can, for example, uh, we say, oh, of course, a year has to have 365 days on a non-leap year. And yet that's something that was invented. I believe Julius Caesar had something to do with it, with it and, and later on uh, some other uh, individuals and organizations as well. We can change that around. And yeah, it's in reference to certain astronomical features, but so what? We don't have to take account of them. We can uh, take into account anything we want, theoretically. And we say, for example, everybody has 24 hours in a day. And that's also a construct that a person could say, I'm going to forget that anybody says there's 24 hours in a day. There's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'm just going to do whatever it is that I is, is on my to-do list. And then I'm going to go to sleep. And then I'm going to uh, hope to wake up and do it again. And that one uh, somebody else might measure this day to be 20 hours. The next day to be 30 hours. The next day to be 50 hours, potentially. And that'll be a long one. But uh, the next one to be three hours, whatever it may be. So we say, again, it's not to say it. these things have no reference to the real reality such as... Uh, the length of life, and, and, and otherwise, in night and day, in most parts of the world, and, uh, and physical strength, and health, and all kinds of things, 
but uh, nonetheless, there's a lot of malleability, and nonetheless, it is a construct. So uh, we say that when we conceive, it seems again that, that most of us, we, we, we feel like it's a Monday, like it is a Monday, it is a Sunday, it is a Wednesday, like we feel it, it is this year, it is this age. So this is, we would say it's all conception. Right, or we think we, 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 I am in this, this place, this country, but that's also just a, con, a, a construct and a concept. And uh, somebody could be, a, could have, somebody would say that somebody else was at that same physical spot a few thousand years ago, and they, and they might have well thought, uh, if the geopolitical scene changed, that it was a different country. So, right? so we, it's nothing. It's, it's also a construct. Um, uh, so basically, when we think about it, we see that basically everything that that's in our reality is of the same sort. Uh, we think, yeah, but that is a car, but that's a car to a person who can drive to somebody who understands these concepts to an to a ant uh, or, or to a fly that's in our car. It's not a car. A fly can never ever apprehend a concept such as a car. So consequently, the concept of car doesn't exist as it concerns any postulated perspective that the ant might, might have. We read a st- sign in our own language, in our own nation. We think the sign says that. It says, um, you know, South mile or something like that or it says that the street name speed limit 50 no stopping or standing that's that's what it says it does say it to us but it says it because we read and understand the language which which says it and somebody who could be driving or who's sitting right next to us from a different country they don't understand the the language that uh, of our nation they're just gonna say random marks so we see that's further something that's contingent on us so again it's just to say that as opposed to any kind of not more somewhat naive reductionist approaches, we can think about it like that. It's a scene. We partake in different scenes, in different conceptual structures that somehow kind of are temporally conjoined, meaning relate to each other in time. We can say this came first, this came second. I'm doing this while this is happening. For example, I'm working while the clock says 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. After that, I'm done with work. I'm resting when, when the, the calendar says the weekend, Saturday, Sun, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm going on vacation during this stretch. All right, so th- these are certainly all realities. But the question still stands, when do I exist from your own perspective, obviously? Uh, and it would be. Uh, so, and, and, and all of these kinds of things don't answer it. We can't reference actually the year. We can't really say that I exist in this year because we see it's just that something that that's a, a concept uh, uh, that can be very quite easily moved around we see we can't say I exist on this day of the week we see we can't say I exist during this time on the clock so there's not all of these are not going to answer so very tricky we don't want to say that it's the final uh, solution or anything like that here but we could say that um, what might be thought of as oneself cannot be placed uh, temporally meaning in time uh, in as much as we consider time, these kinds of different interrelations, these kinds of scenes, these kinds of comparisons and, and, and contrasts between uh, this and that, would say that w- if we consider oneself to be uh, anything of substance at all, we can't place it in time. Uh, and, and consequently, we can't really say that one person relates to another uh, uh, by necessity in time. And it's another thing that, for example, um, our, our physicist friends, that they would say that uh, there's no such thing as a universal now. But if we ask them to explain why and what that means, they might say a couple of equations, they might uh, mumble around with, with something, but it's unlikely they'll be able to explain what exactly it means because that requires actual conceptual thought and not just playing around 
with numbers. So <laughs> we would say that a way to think about it is that we just have our own perspective. And, and when we imagine that there's some kind of, uh, that, that we're hovering uh, in, you know, in the clouds and overlooking the, the whole surface of the earth and, and, uh, and that that's now, that's not now. What's now is these scenes, is these episodes. If somebody's dreaming, now is what they're dreaming about at night. If somebody is uh, hallucinating, now is what they're hallucinating. If somebody is thinks themselves to, to be um, uh, at work or at home or wherever else they may be, that's the reality. So we see that the, the term now doesn't see, we can't seem to, the way that it, it finds meaning in reference to a particular person's uh, experience, we, we can't seem to apply this overall. There's just no room. So we, we could say that, that one person does not relate to another person temporally. Spatially, maybe. We could say that a person in China is, is thousands, X, X thousand, thousand miles away, if we said that right, from, um, from somebody in America or from Australia. But when it comes to time, there doesn't seem to be much to say. Of course, time is just a word. We could use it in a different sense. We could say that a person in, in China is a 13-hour flight from this other point. But that would seem to, to refer to, to the movement of one body from one location to another, as opposed to how we use the term time or, or now, uh, for example, again, in, in our own personal experience. So counterintuitively, if this logic is correct, we can't say that one person lives after another person or that first the Romans lived and then the Greeks lived and now we live. It may not be that uh, kind of nicely uh, and cleanly simple and it would instead seem that there's just that one's own kind of um, life dream to so say and the scenes and the episodes that come up and they can be sensibly some of them can be sensibly placed uh, in, in, in a time context but not all of them so for example if we're walking in the woods and we um, <laughs> and we think about the year, why is that instructive? It's because we could say that this indicates that, for example, there's no more wolves in the forest in, this, in my country. Why? Because in this year, they're said to have been removed. All right? So we can think that, and consequently, that's a useful thing. But to place the actual scene of us walking in the woods temporally and to say that that somehow relates to ancient uh, uh, times, right? The classical antiquity the Roman times, the Greek times, and now this episode of me walking in the woods, it somehow can be placed like that. Again, we give it a shot but, and see how it can be done. It's like somebody, we have a dream and we dream uh, some random scene. We're uh, riding up an elevator, we're on the moon, we're uh, on a boat, we're on a plane, then we wake up. And then we try to figure out how to place that scene in, in an order uh, along with the rest of our conscious experience along the rest of our memories we could say yeah at first i was dreaming then i woke up but what about the actual scene right how would we order that scene relative to to, to, to our life let's say we had a dream where a medieval knight or or um princess and, and then we we wake up we we go off to work how do we place that content here i'm a medieval knight along with the rest of uh or uh kind of the, the content of our life good luck right you can try but there doesn't seem to be at least the way, the way that comes immediately to mind, at least that. But so we would say that the same thing goes then for, again, potentially the rest of our scenes. We can conjoin them uh, through our, our faculty of memory and, uh, and, and through our understanding. But as for something aside from that, it, it's, keep thinking. But um, anyhow, what's the, excuse me, what can we learn here? So in as much as oneself does not exist in time, 
but it's, it, we don't say outside of time. What, is it, what does that mean? We, just want, we can't apply temporal, meaning time uh, relations, to what, what we mean by oneself. But actually, let's get to that, actually, because it's not so simple either. So the question is, right, if we can't say that we exist in time, what exists in time? So you'd say that what exists in time are, are bodies and, uh, and different, th- again, things that are in the different scenes that we come across. There's a rock and we can relate it. We're, we're driving by the rock. Um, here's a stoplight. First it shows red and then it shows green. And um, here's uh, the cloud. It passes here. So it applies to, to the imagery and, and the sense sensations. Um, so um, consequently, as it concerns our own existence, if we want to, we start out and we're uh, almost exclusively, we subsist in these sensations. We subsist in a, in a bodily way, right? Meaning we exist pure, almost purely, to use this term in this way, in time. Uh, we can, uh, in, a, in a context of, of movement and things like this. And the goal then would, would seem to be to, to form ourselves to, to where we are not, uh, we have a self which exists to, to which time relations do not apply. What does that actually mean aside from mumbo-jumbo? So, um, we see a baby. What's the, what, what is there to a baby? Let's imagine what it's like to be a baby. Um, remember that uh, our, our sense of the future and of the past, it, it's thanks to memory. So, we can show this to ourselves by, we have a stopwatch, right? We, we start the stopwatch and it's moving. Da, 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 da. So, we pause it and we see that at any given time, there's only one number showing. So, what gives the impression that there's something other than that one number showing? would say it's our recall ability. If we pause the stopwatch, let's say at 2.3 seconds, and then we leave, and then we come back and we don't remember what the last digit was, we're not going to be able to say for sure if it moved or not. Maybe somebody started it without our permission. And before it said 2.4, now it says 2.5. That stands the reason that even when it's immediate, it's thanks to our recall ability that we can recall that there was something else. At any given moment, there's a given snapshot, anything at all, no matter how fast it is, Presuming the, the technological possibility, we can photograph. We can photograph a bullet leaving a gun, uh, a NASCAR uh, car speeding around a corner at any given moment. So we see what this is. This this seems to be the the content, the direct content of perception, which is also tricky. But but let's say uh, so. The impression of motion is thanks to the the apprehending faculty, meaning to the to the recall ability, to the to the memory, and all of that. So. What, what again, but going back to the baby, in as much as there's not more than a few seconds of recall ability, there's always ever simply this one uh, moment uh, that, that consists out of a given direct impulse hunger, uh, fear, cold, and, and, and such. And um, we see that this is not really, this is what we would call then existing in time. It's a, we can't really say when exactly any of this exists. If we apprehend it directly and we say again, we ask a question then we can say it's there, right? But other than that, just in general, how do we, again, it's like a dream, like how do we place it in time? So with a lot of work, we, what we're able to do is we're able to, to form an intellect, we're able to form a mind, we're able to take the potential that we had as, as a little baby, that little seed, we're able to grow it into a person. Uh, and um, the idea would then be that that person cannot be placed in time. Temporal relations do not apply to, to, to that person. It's not a question of recall. It's not a question of memory or, or something like that. So we say, for instance, um, a way to think about that also is that um, the things that we do now automatically, for example, we tie our shoelaces, 
we, we don't really think about it. We brush our teeth. Um, we, we, we hope a lot, most people know how to speak and, and a lot more and more in modern times know how to, uh, how to write and, uh, and read and use the computer and, and all of this. And uh, we don't really, frequently we don't think about it. It's done automatically. And yet there was a time when we couldn't do that, when we didn't even know how to chew and swallow, swallow food, right? Whole food, we had to be taught. Uh, or at least to chew and, and, and all of that and eat a steak and, and or eat a salad. We had to be taught how to do that, right? So uh, we see that uh, even, it, the, should we say, that these kinds of the skills, it seems to be like water drops in a bucket as opposed to just things that go away, they go into building us. And consequently, we can lose our short-term memory. We can have uh, Alzheimer's or dementia and, and we can even, there's extreme cases of men um, in uh, Great Britain, I think it, 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 it is or was, who com- almost completely lost his short-term memory to where he couldn't remember his wife. Uh, or, or No, no, so, so his wife would walk in, say, hey, she, he remembered her, but then forgot in five seconds or whatever, maybe 15 seconds if she left her, hey, good to see. She walks out, hey, good to see again and again and again. So he's saying, yeah, this man could, could play the piano or still can if he's alive. Clive Waring, you can look him up uh, and... Um, could do many complicated things. So the idea is even if we lose our memory, we can still function because the person is being built up and the person is not synonymous with the scenes which surround the person and arise in relation to him or her. So if we succeed in building ourselves up as an individual, we gain um, the, the benefit of actual existence as opposed to simply existence in time, in these different episodic Episodic, whatever the word is, in, in, in different scenes, um, and, and as it concerns different uh, impulses and, and different moments and, and things like that, and uh, that that's presumably what we want. Uh, and, and kind of we, the mark of um, uh, kind of uh, the, the rest of life that which it can, can't be uh, differentiated individually past a certain point at least is, is exactly that. And we see scientists do done plenty of tests on, on memory in animals, and it does seem that uh, it, it, all of them uh, very, very quickly forget. And, and that's kind of the idea. They're always existing in a perpetual present. And we can't say when this is apart from when we are observing, when we are thinking about it or something like this. And consequently, we, we would say animals, for example, are real. They can feel pain and pleasure. We have no reason to doubt that. But how to grant that any kind of existence aside from different episodes and different scenes, it's, it's, again, it's a very tricky question. But if we succeed in individuating ourselves from the animal mass, we succeed in building ourselves up, we can have, hopefully, real existence uh, and, and consequently be outside of this constant flux uh, of this, uh, these constant episodes, these constant scenes. And uh, that presumably is what we want. So we can think about it. Thank you for listening.